Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. song on the mic oh no <laughs> got you oh, singing no. to the cat bobo bobo needs to poop <laughs> crawling in my lap and flexing his little butthole on my knee oh that's yeah. so sweet oh man i never i don't even do karaoke and now i'm singing cat songs on mic we got you oh. we got you on mic that'd be a good idea Shit, yo, what if we did, like, dog song karaoke? Uh-huh. How fun would that be? Because then would... it's, like, all originals, and instead of the uh, uh, the song and the lyrics, yeah. it's just a picture of that dog. It's just a picture of your dog. <laughs> Archie Moo, Archie Moo, Archie is a poop and chew. Archie Moo, Archie Moo, I love you. Oh, right? And then everyone, like, raises their yeah. drinks. <laughs> I love dog song karaoke. That'd be such a good idea. That's so good. Yeah. I'll sing to I'll sing to Archie Moo, and you can sing to Bobo. Yeah. I, people would come out, probably bring their pets, too. Absolutely. Shit, you could do it in a pet store. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, there's that With cat place. With little, like, like uh, mocktails. Oh, yeah. that There's that cat place near here. We could go over there and sing to all the cats. Maybe they maybe they would enjoy that, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> no cats are going to enjoy that. All cats are Aries. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, fucking Aries season along with all the cats. By the way, happy birthday to Thank you. you. Happy birthday, Mary Jane. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yo, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? I'm so happy to be recording this on your birthday. Sincere happy birthday. Thank you very much. It is a happy birthday. It's a weird one. I got a great text from my friend Meng. She was like, is this the weirdest birthday you've ever had? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. <laughs> and it is a strange time yeah. in the world. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, but I'm so happy. It's like a wonderful, wonderful day. I am already having a great time and I've got the whole day to look forward to. I know we're going to have like some fucking lobster rolls later. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Uh, That's a good segue into welcome everybody who's listening. Welcome to Weed and Grub. Yeah. So basically this is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, cooking, culture, calling shit out and, uh, and celebrating. And celebrating an Aries season. Yeah. Because you uh, and I bookend a week. My birthday's March 28th. And I'm April 5th. And we are both, from my understanding, which I don't pay much attention to, mad Aries. Dynamically so. Tis like, the season to be fiery. I will melt you with my glare. My temper is so bad that glass sometimes just shatters. Oh man! Seriously though, I um, had my chart read for the, my birthday, and I discovered I can never remember what any of my chart is. And our friend Lindsay read my chart, and she was like, "Well, the fact that you can't remember what your chart is is a very Aries trait because we are just like, you know, we feel like we kind of already know everything, and nobody can tell us anything." And so yeah. she read my trait, and I'm all fire, yeah. all, all Aries, <laughs> which I'm sure you are too. I am too. I uh, yeah. Well, and Lindsay read my chart too, but I kind of. I'm sorry, Lindsay, I'll say it on pod, but I was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. This I don't give a shit like about any of this. Well, that's like, this total is nonsense. Aries energy. You're like, you don't know me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's, that's such... 
Yeah, because she did. She sent this whole beautiful long thing, and uh-huh. I kind of like skimmed it, and I was like, uh huh, all right, yeah, cool, great. I it's, don't know. I mean, it's it is interesting for me. Like, I mean, it's not interesting to anyone else. So I'm not going to share any of it here. Like, I'm not going to talk about my horoscope. Just like I wouldn't d- dare to tell you about my fucking Thank dreams God. or like <laughs> you know when I ate mushrooms. Like, I'm not going to tell you about those things. Nobody wants to hear your horoscope. No, they don't. But Good. I'm I, so glad you're not going to. I genuinely, I would have been like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Do we really have to hear about this? But it, it was interesting to me just because I felt very... Um, you know, I mean, she was, it was like all glowing and lovely, but I really felt seen and appreciated and nice. some of it made sense to me. I was like, oh yeah, that is that Aries energy, that like wild, hot fucking, you know, when you, you do, I think you get this cause I know you well enough at this point to see sometimes I think I recognize in you when your actual blood gets hot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you feel hot cause you're. Yes. Ooh, the fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. The, it, my eyes feel pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. You burn hot. Yeah. Oh, yep. wow. So, so my uh, ex, uh-huh. one of the first things that she ever said to me was like, why is everything a thing? Oh. And I was like, because it has to be. Wow. Otherwise, everything isn't anything and everything must be important. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, I burn hot. Yeah, you burn yeah. fucking hot. I do, I do. Well, can we talk about, I wanted to play a game with you because um, it was so cool to sort of like learn a few things. I mean, I've always known like Aries, it's the first sign of the Zodiac. I'm stubborn, I'm fiery, I'm passionate, I'm all these things, but. Number one, number one sign. Number one sign. <laughs> competitive as hell um but i wanted to pull up some i, I like the idea of of like somebody who's like some weak-ass sagittarius being like actually it makes more sense to do this and i'm like uh, you're like the 12th sign yeah what are you nice <laughs> what are you just nice that's your like your whole sign is about being nice it's so funny because i was reading too that like the best match for an aries in a romantic partnership is a libra because they're balanced and fair and i was oh. like oh yeah that makes sense but also i've never dated a libra i've always ended up with like scorpios or yeah like very hot fiery situations is it like chaos mixes well with chaos to create super chaos is that the idea yeah i guess i don't know there are some people i don't get along with and then i find out later that they're a sign and i'm like oh i don't like anyone who is that thing oh yeah it it feels like excuse me it feels like magnets bumping uh repelling against each other that's so interesting i can feel it right away and i'm like i'm not gonna like you oh Oh, weird. And I think p- people definitely have that experience when they meet Aries and they're like, oh, you are a lot. <laughs> like, Why? Because I, tur- I back you into a corner and barrage you with questions while deflecting against saying anything about myself? <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> um, do you want to play this game with me, though? I pulled up a list of Aries characteristics. Okay. And what's cool about it, I think it's from Cosmopolitan, which maybe isn't like the you know top go-to place for like astrological stuff. But it's a list of typical Aries typical Aries personality traits and it's the, the trait and then how you could read it as sort of like the shadow version of that trait. Oh, okay. And I like this. six of them and I wanted to go through them and I wanted to do you and have you do me and see if you feel like these apply. Let's do it. Also, it has Cosmo in the title, so I hold it in high esteem for something like yeah, this. Yeah, Cosmopolitan is a you know a, a kind of a Bible to many. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I grew six, up reading it. Six ways to swallow cum that seem like you're chill. Yeah. Or whatever it's in there. Totally. Yeah. That's you. It actually is a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen ways to tickle his toes to make him love you forever. Oh you know? God. Yeah. Okay. Um. So typical Aries personality tra- traits. The first one is courageous. 
Oh, I like that. Um, and I would say that I think you're definitely, you, you embody the courageousness of it as a comic, as someone who just fucking risks it all when you get up on stage. And then the shadow side of it is reckless. Yes. Which I think also you can definitely like, you've, you've barreled ahead into some situations without thinking them through that I, I have definitely been friends with you during. Yes. And I know that like we've talked about that stuff as well. So I feel like Aries trait number one, you definitely have. I was, I remember I was late to a hockey game once with my friend in the car and we were late and I was so mad because he made me late. Uh And so when he gets in the car, I lose it on him and I'm like, what the fuck? Like (laughs) you're like, you're ruining my life right now. And Mm -hmm. I was so, and I punched my window so hard on the driver's side that it like, we thought it was going to crack and I was very thankful that it didn't. And then I'm speeding, I'm going probably 100, 106 down the highway. And I cut between two semis that were like on their way to meeting each other, like semi for semi, you know, Fast and the Furious style where they're both going to be next to each other. And I think one was going to pass the other one. And I zipped in between them and he goes, ah, and I go, not today. And then I just cut in between them and got to like, I got there as fast as I could. But it was one of those things where he was like, don't ever, ever do that again. And I go, what we got here let's go win like i was already on to the next thing uh, and he was like dude you can't do that with people in the car yeah and it didn't even occur to me that it was like a death oh. wish a potential death wish i i was just so blind with anger that i had to do what i had to do to get something done Ooh, i have a tight feeling in my chest just hearing about that but i know that that feeling too like it's very familiar to me yeah for sure yeah yeah like it's I I wouldn't say it's gotten better or worse Uh that type of like blind courage but it certainly served me more times than it hasn't yeah know what I mean for sure I mean I I wouldn't have lived in Europe and just backpacked around and like thrown caution to the wind and like had massive adventures like if I hadn't you know had that courage and recklessness you know is it weird to put you on the spot to share a time that you had courage that it served you um, I don't know if I can, I mean, there, there, it's, it is weird to be put on the spot because I can't come Then up you go with blank, right? right? Yeah, I'm yeah, totally, go, totally going blank. I mean, All right. If you think of one later, come, come back to it. Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay. Um, do you want to do the second one? Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, this is fucking fun. Yeah, I know. Mary Jane. Aries, there, there's only six of them, so it's thank, not going to go on forever. Right, thank God. Here we go. Um, competitive, which could also be insecure. And you steer away from mini golf monopoly cards or harmless little pub quiz machines because whatever is presented as a challenge to an Aries immediately becomes a battle to the death. Underneath that hardwired competitive streak lies a vulnerable Achilles heel insecurity because deep, deep down, all Aries wonder if they're really, truly good enough. Uh huh. I mean, I don't know about that one. You don't? I don't really give a fuck about like no that's not true i yelled at you the other night (laughs) because we were playing backgammon and you were smoking me every game and i was standing over i realized i was standing over the table yeah you stood the whole time (laughs) (laughs) i i sat and you stood and i was like what an interesting dynamic (laughs) to play backgammon to teach you how to to play backgammon i was showing you you had never played before and I was like, oh, it was your birthday. We did it for your birthday. And I was like, let's play backgammon. And you were like, this is awesome. And then you stood and you like 
fucking zeroed in on it and you had that like total fucking hockey goalie energy where you were just like like you didn't really pay attention to anything other than the dice and the board for a solid three hours yeah and eventually you won i did finally win yeah yeah and then i would start talking shit right away yeah yeah i was like oh should we we shouldn't keep playing right let's go yeah i'm done now i've kicked your ass i was like well i'll see you back here again padawan yeah you're so good at backgammon thank you i am mad competitive um i would say in this um I'm also deeply insecure, so I, I th- both both the positive and the shadow side of that. I definitely like, like we were playing bananagrams at our friend Alexis's house. Uh, oh yes, this that, is a good story. And uh, it was like eight of us, I think. Like everyone had sort of like broken up into groups to play board games. It was like such a fun evening yeah. and a great party. And then it was like game time, and so um, eight of us circled around the table in the dining room, and we were the bananagrams group. And I realized very quickly that everyone was like there to play very seriously. It got quiet. It got real quiet. And we were all playing Bananagrams. And I knew in the first game that I had, I could win. I could totally win. Like I was, but because I was new to everyone and I was sort of like a guest, like a guest of you. And it wasn't like, I wasn't on home territory that I played it a little, like I didn't play to win. I just sort of like played to stay in the game. And then I immediately realized that everyone else there was playing so hard to win and it was so fucking competitive. And then I was mad that I didn't win. It was such a funny, like, you know, peeking into my own psyche where I was like, well, if I just played to win in the first place, not like tried to hide my light under a bushel or whatever that saying is. Yeah. Then, But it was my insecurity. It was, yeah, it's all wrapped up together. It is. And I'm, it makes me mad right now to hear that you like sat in the cut because you didn't want to be seen as a winner i'm like what are you doing yeah it was it was a silly funny thing to realize about myself and i've done that a lot in through my whole life and i don't know that it has necessarily worked out for me but it's also just a part of who i am like i don't necessarily want to like come out hot and just like dominate you know i like to i like to sort of like see what's up with everyone in the room first and take that temperature so i don't know i I totally get it because if everyone was just playing for fun and like touching each other's tiles and cheating a little bit and making up nonsense words and you were like i win we're good right everyone would just turn their head to you and be like "Ooh, you aren't what yeah you're not cool you're not cool yeah and i I deeply needed to be seen as like chill yep yeah totally get it and then immediately was like oh these these are like a bunch of fucking sharks and then Kristen just like won four games in a row and was like banana grams and i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) she's terrifying yeah i'd I'd like to know what her sign is oh my god what's the next one so yes so far courageous 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 and competitive competitive okay the next one is honest yeah yeah. So the shadow side of that is tactless, which I think is another really fucking interesting one if I'm reading you on that one, because I feel like you're radically honest. And I've also like you and I've gotten into it sometimes where you have said something to me in a way where I'm like, but you could have said that differently or better in a way where I didn't like hurt my feelings. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm just saying how it is. And I'm like, yep, that's totally true. Yeah. And that's like both sides of it. Right. Yeah. Not my problem if you can't handle how you hear it. Totally. Right? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is always a better way to say things while still being honest yeah. and sticking up for what you believe is the true thing to say in this moment. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I get off on saying it in a mean way because mm-hmm. I think it's heard better mm-hmm. and it's like it cuts through to the core quicker. And so I'm just like, yo, let's just like... Let's just slice through to the heart right away, even though what I'm saying is mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to hear it. 
and it's going to be heard and that's more important to me. Yeah. 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 You get your point across faster. I will, I'll, I'll say like for me in my life, I felt like, um, where I really applied it in a way that's been tactless is that I can't, I, for a very long time, like when I, you know, I went to theater school and I was sort of like really living the life of a theater artist almost entirely hundred percent of the time. And I felt like I couldn't lie about bad art. I was like, you know, if I saw a show or if I listened to a piece of music or something that I just thought was bad, I had to tell the truth about it because if I wasn't telling the truth about it, you know, what, 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 what else was there? And I could have been nicer to some friends about, you know, the thing that they fucking made. Yep. You know? Yep. Always, Um, always, (laughs) always, always. My, my friend, uh, Brad Morris taught me this trick that I started in Chicago right away. Find one specific detail mm. of the thing mm-hmm. and compliment them on that. Yeah, of and course. And then just move on. Of course. Yeah, but then like, I don't know. Like there are just, there are ways to, um, I, I have some friends who are like that sort of, you know, like really cutting and, you know, and they, and they think it's sort of helpful if they like don't lie to you. Oh, well, they get off art. on hurting people's feelings. But I also have some friends who will like find something at the heart of a piece that wasn't necessarily any fucking good at all. And they'll really just find whatever gem it is. And I always, you know, look up to them so much. I'm thinking of my friend Meg specifically. She's very fucking good at that. How many people do you know who think it's their job to be a critic? Everyone. Everyone, right? Yeah, Especially literally with everyone. the fucking internet where yeah. you can like come for anyone about anything with yeah. your own hot fucking take. Yeah. The internet is an Aries. Yeah. <laughs> Without a fucking doubt. Yeah, the internet is an asshole Aries. Yo, for sure. fuck it. All cats in all internet are Aries. <laughs> And the rest of us are just like, happen to be born at a certain time. We should be a little nicer to ourselves, though, too. There's a lot of positive stuff. I No, I'm not saying, okay, yeah. Why? See, and I'm already like, no, no, I think <laughs> I think my point's the winner in this. I, I think I've said the thing that w- it is the one that's correct. Well, right? here, here's the next one. <laughs> the next one is driven. Oh. And the shadow side of that is pressurized. So it says, all Aries want to succeed, get to the top to win at life. And as such, they're usually all grafters and ambitious go-getters. But remember that secret insecurity, it's there always nagging at them. And this can make for a lot of internalized stress and pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You feel that? Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. I'm a constant failure until I die. <laughs> Straight up. Oh my God. I'm then, but I don't think that's a problem at either. And then maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a failure until I'm done with it's, this, with this thing. But how beautiful, like, you know, for, well, so the, the birthday gift that you gave me, which is so amazing is the masterclass. Yes. The, the past to the masterclass. Yeah. And we were just watching some of the videos of those masterclasses and almost all of the writers that we were watching were saying, fail, fail beautifully. Your, your failures teach you as much, if not more as successes. So yeah. how beautiful to like be bold enough to fail in those ways and feel that failure and let it teach you. Yeah, it's still know? as long as it's burning clean. I think it's okay. Yeah. It's when it's when things like that get in your way, and like the idea of failure becomes a boon and something that you're holding on to that actually blocks the flow. Like it shouldn't be a rock in the river. It should be like a little hill that makes everything run faster towards something. Totally, I definitely feel like the the driven, the shadow side, the pressurized. Um, Part of being driven as an Aries, which I totally fucking have, makes me uh, procrastinate because I want things to be perfect. And procrastination means you just don't get them done. So you let that pressure build and build and build and then kind of stop you in your tracks. And I've definitely had that happen with some like 
important things where, you know, and I finally like somehow get to like unclog that universal fat berg and move forward <laughs> with it most of the time. But like, fuck yeah. Yeah. My biggest problem when I hear stuff like that is that I immediately want to give everyone advice about everything, mm-hmm. especially unsolicited, yeah. especially when no one's asking for it. And especially when I don't fucking know most people. So why am I trying to give advice on something that works for me that may be totally different for them? Yeah. And I have to always stop myself from being like, well, you know what you should do. Yeah. Well, here's, here's, oh, you got a problem with procrastination? Let me, let me lay out. Have you tried? Let me fix you. Listen. Yeah. If you just follow these three, four, five steps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hi, my name is Gary Vee and I'm yeah. very irresponsible, but I'll yell at you because we all need a daddy sometimes. Yeah. Hi, my name is Mary Jane and I'm here to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> no. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's, I think driven is so important and good yeah i don't want to be around people who aren't like that well you know what really helps kind of like take the shadow side the pressure pressurized side away from that and just help with the drive weirdly enough because i think people think of cannabis as something that takes away drive but it can take away that pressurized sort of bad side of it and allow you just to focus on like what your motivation is and maybe see things in a different way and allow you to get around an obstacle that you might just be allowing to really stop you in your path and then you can think sort of like creatively and like jump around or over it somehow it is flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cannabis is is flow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I had a little of that um, Tinley stuff that we had the other day. It was just like a little five milligram. And like, I, I literally felt something release in my body and brain where I was just like, yep, there it is. Here I am. That little flow. Yeah. It's almost like it moves your um, subconscious to the forefront mm-hmm. and, and your aura just gets a little thicker. I don't know. It's almost like your soul goes outside of you. Yeah. Or something like it turns you inside out. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Here's the next one. Generous. Yep. Which can also be seen as overbearing. Mm-hmm. Aries are giving, warm, generous. Are we perfect? <laughs> they love making others smile and be happy, but they kind of want to see that as a competition too. And then before you know it, showing up to share their well-meaning, uh, there's so many words. But uninvited gifts and advice and always the advice to, you know, make you happy, right? Oh, wow. So it's like that generous to a fault, which I will say, um, you and I, I've experienced this with you actually recently because of birthday season and you gave me a gift and I was like, it's too much. And I felt like I failed you on your birthday because your gift was so, and then you were like, can you? And I was like, right. Okay. Let's just cool it. Mm -hmm. This is just a time to just feel good about like receiving and not like that I have to give. Um, but yeah. yeah, like if I said, oh my gosh, you look great today. And you were like, well, you look great. And also amazing and also you smell good and you're a good writer and everything about you is nice totally thank you so much for saying that about me yeah yeah i'm a i'm a definite like uh and i was raised to be this way too like i fight for the check always um and i've done it at times when that definitely hasn't benefited me at all like i haven't been able to i haven't been in a position where i can do that but i feel like that competitive need to you sort had of a, assert my generosity i'm just gonna call it out you had a mobster yell at you for trying to grab the check oh yeah in new york yeah florio's oh man in little italy yeah we went um i was with my ex scott and we went to this amazing pizza pie joint where they like smoke cigars in the back room and it was run by mobsters totally run by mobsters yeah like like gangs of new york style totally just fat cats with their back to the wall so they could see the front door and who's coming and going yep and uh fucking great margarita pie and a cheap bottle of wine and when the check came and I tried to pay the waiter grabbed it and glared at me and then slowly handed it to Scott and was like no 
not like the no no women don't pay no, here not here damn right and did, were you like fuck you fuck you or were you like oh god okay i felt a little taken aback i was definitely put in my place yeah it's like this is not a place for me to like assert my fucking dominance yeah you know i hate i hate check i feel like there needs to be a new rule where before you go for the meal uh-huh. you have to have check understanding oh. right away okay. so that it doesn't sully get weird have like this interruption to what is going to be a great time at a great meal. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need before the meal to be on the same page and say, we're splitting this or this one's on me or thank you so much for taking me to dinner. And then all bets are off and you don't have to do weird shit anymore. Do you normally do that? Do you sort of like work out with friends beforehand? What the, uh... oh, hang on a second. What the, um, check protocol is going to be no but i'm coming up with it now and i think it's a great fucking idea okay tell me if you're taking me to dinner and we can have a good time but don't do the goddamn thing where like both our hands are on it and like we loosely put our debit cards down like either smack it down and i hate i fucking hate the person and i've done it before because i think it's such a good move where you like pretend to go use the bathroom and then hand the server oh no that's your the best card. move i do I that all the time i know it's I so good all the time it's so good and then, and then it's like oh already took care of it maybe that's the best of the worst mm-hmm. but like i just feel like there needs to be a system in place pre-meal so that we all know what we're getting into and it doesn't have to be that fucking conversation huh do you disagree I don't disagree. I think especially like, you know, when you're a freelancer or an artist and you're like generally, you know, one fucking paycheck away from like being, you know, not able to pay your rent. Like it's an important conversation to have, especially like, you know, I remember uh, years ago in New York, you know, we were all scrappy actors and scrappy artists and we used to go out for beers after the show that we were doing. There was this one couple and they were always like scrapping with the the rest of us over like who was going to put in a dollar more or less to cover the tip. And I later found out that they were like super, super, super well off. And, um, fuck them that that sort of like disappointed and pissed me off more than anything because I was like, don't, don't play the scrappy game if you're not if you don't have to like they were just i think afraid of sort of admitting to the fact that they had the means i don't know it just was a so weird gross. check thing where i was like you could have just picked it up for all the rest of us <laughs> at any time and it doesn't have to be every time we no. like you as people we're not hanging out with you because you're rich yeah you just could have picked it up that one time that we all had three dollar beers and the check was 24 dollars. like you didn't have to pretend that you it was hard for you to put down three dollars as well that's disgusting. Still sticks in my craw a little bit, but anyway, name them. Okay. Name them. I'm not gonna name them. They're actually really lovely people. <laughs> no, fuck that. They're dead to me. I okay. don't even know them. Last Aries, typical. Oh, can I say one more generous trait. thing? Yes. I think the generous thing too is like, uh, it's so self-serving for me. At the same time, like when I, if I can give a lot and. S- then I end up getting a lot from that. So there is also a competitiveness to my generosity at the end of the day. (laughs) Like it's, I try and be as thoughtful as I can, as self-aware as I can be, as, um, as open and honest at all times, but it's all to serve me at the end of the day. Well, like, because it makes you feel good. Because it makes me feel good. And so there's actually technically... Not, are you playing with my birthday sand? <laughs> yes. I love this shit. <laughs> my birthday sand. It's cool. I know. It's so, it's like that moldable blue sand. It's awesome. It's going to be everywhere by the end of the night. I love it so much. Um, yeah, it does. But, you know, I, can't, I don't really find fault with that. Like, what is, what is the problem? Wasn't there a Friends being, episode about it? Being generous. Was there? 
I feel like that's the only Friends is a terrible show, but I feel like there was one episode where everyone was like, "No, everything good you do is for yourself," and they were. It was this big existential philosoph- philosophical uh-huh. question that they summed up in twenty-one minutes with rich white people in New York. Well, like not to promote Ayn Rand because I think she was a fucking terrible person and a fascist, but the Fountainhead. Did you ever read it? Uh, you've actually recommended it to me a couple times. I mean, it's a fucking great read. She was a pretty amazing writer with fucking terrible ideas. Um, but a big part of The Fountainhead is that altruism, that altruistic sort of like doing something for others, uh, is a terrible idea. And that The Fountainhead of all progress is man's ego. And that, you know, you should always do everything for yourself. And that's that's The Fountainhead. That's the that's the that's where everything springs from. Mm-hmm. Would, um, you, would you hate it so much if you... Would you hate that idea so much if instead you decided to live by it for like three months and just see if your life changed and like you leveled up and your life became better I do by doing by something it. like that? I do. I, do then live why, what's I don't bad have about? kids. I don't have any like I don't have anyone that I answer to. I absolutely live completely for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I completely do. But I also am not trying to hurt people in the process. I'm trying to live like a very self-contained life. Um, the altruistic sort of part of it that she really paints in The Fountainhead is the idea of that sort of like self-serving altruism where you're doing good in order to be seen a certain way by society. And I so see. It's sort of like actually she paints it as this like really kind of despicable quality. Um, she does it really well. I gotta say, if you haven't read The Fountainhead, it's a, it's a fascinating read. And then when you find out about who she was and what she actually supported, you're like, oh, well, she was she a, a Nazi or something. She was a horrible, fast, yeah, fascist. Okay, bad, bad news, but some interesting points made. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so interesting you know, on, on that tip, the generosity tip. It's like you know, yeah, I would audible be, it to be, yeah, sure, be generous to others because it makes you feel good is not a bad thing. I also, I feel like everyone listening to this is like, yeah, we all do that. Yeah. That's what it is. It makes me feel great to give a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's the last one? The last one is energetic, the shadow side of which is exhausting. 100%. You're exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I know. (laughs) I know. But it's fucking great. I forget that people have lives. Yeah. Once I get going on a project or Mm -hmm. something I'm passionate about, I forget that people are humans mm-hmm. and will just go forever until somebody's like, hey, man, we got to go home. And I'm like, why? Yeah. We still have so much to do. And then they're like, because like we have like families and people and like <laughs> dinner. And I'm like, oh, I guess you're if you're weak. Sure. <laughs> sure. If you're weak and that's like something that also you do. Great. But I guess you just don't care enough. Like yeah. I'm. Yes, I am exhausting. But it's also wonderful because I've gotten so many things accomplished with you that I think I wouldn't have pushed myself to do otherwise. You know, a bunch of stuff, including like touring from Alaska to Los Angeles or, you know, we would have been at South by Southwest because we pushed so hard or any of the things that we've done with this podcast and any of the other things that we're putting out into the world right now, too. You know, yeah, a huge part of that is the fact that you're like pretty relentless. And there have been nights when I've been like, I am tired. And you're like, well, don't stop for another hour and then maybe you can go to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I like that. I like it though. Yeah, I do too. I, I love the fact that like. I want to burn super bright. Yeah. And super hot. Mm-hmm. And then just call it a wrap. Yeah. That's kind of, I, I want to be a white hot blue flame. Yeah. And then I just want to like extinguish super fast <laughs> and call it, and call it a, like call it a life. Yeah. I don't, 
think I want to like trail on and well you can burn hot for a very fucking long time and i am yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean i have like a long life ahead of me but i i'm like gonna i'm gonna yeah it's i use a lot of fuel you're gonna burn hot the whole time i use a lot of the world's energy i think i think about that a lot like sometimes i wonder how much energy is out there for all of us to go around mm. and i think i take up I take a bit more than other people. Like, I think I suck up a lot of the earth's... Well, fire takes a lot of oxygen to feed it. Damn, you know? Preach on that. You know who I was just watching in that masterclass thing that you gave me that I'm so fucking excited about? Thank you. It was Werner Herzog, who has got to be a fire sign. (laughs) Because he's He's like, I'm going to teach you filmmaking. One, I don't storyboard. Storyboards are the tools for a coward. (laughs) I was like, holy fuck, dude. He is like just on fucking 11 all the time yeah and seemingly like quite calm but i am sure he is not do you know the story about so chaotic he's he's so chaotic do you know the story about him being shot during an interview no No. and then he just kept doing the interview because it 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 was like a non-vital wound what who shot him I'll pull it up right now. You got to pull it up because that is absolutely insane. He's got to be a fire sign. Werner Herzog. We got to look it up. He, yeah. The storyboard is the tool of the coward. I was like, wow, dude, you are just full of piss and vinegar. Do you have it there? Werner Herzog gets shot during an interview and doesn't miss a beat. Wow. What does it say? Um, in 2006... During an interview with BBC critic Mark Kermode, the filmmaker took a shot from an unknown garment, gunman armed with an air rifle. Kermode what? and Herzog quickly ro- relocated and continued the interview. Herzog shrugged off the shooting, simply saying, it was not a significant bullet. I am not afraid. Wow. Fucking wow. Fire sign. He's got to be. We're going to look it up. Even if he oh, isn't, okay. that's fucking fire sign energy. It that's is Aries not a significant and- bullet yeah. to like... To denounce not only the gunman, but their bullet like as the so... Bullet isn't mean- the bullet is meaningless. <laughs> oh. Can you look up his birthday real quick? I want to know when he was born. Of course. If he and I share a birthday, that would be deeply satisfying. That because that be is some fucking mad Aries energy. September oh. 5th. Oh, September 5th. Wow. What is September a 5th? A Virgo. He's a Virgo. Oh. Oh, you do know some stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know when the sun signs are. I don't know what that means. I think Virgo or Virgos are very... Um, yeah. Like... Calm, calm and balanced people. <laughs> Your bullet is not significant. I, I am a Virgo. Maybe he's got Aries rising. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, well, that was fun. I like talking about all of those qualities. I feel like you and I both are... Well, what about you on the energetic exhausting tip? Are you kidding me? I have, like, exhausted every friend I have. They're all, <laughs> <laughs> They're all so tired. Virgin. Oh, my God. She just doesn't stop. I mean, there was one night. uh, I actually wrote an essay about it uh, that was published when I was at Burning Man. And we were all just like going, going all night, all night, eating a bunch of mushrooms and running around and having the best. And they were all going to bed as the sun came up. And I just ate another whole handful of mushrooms and went for another six hours because I was just like, whatever that fire inside me was that was burning, burning, burning. I just needed to keep going with it. And I couldn't stop. And I mean, you know me, like there are nights when I don't sleep. There There are long stretches where I'll go for like three or four hours a night for weeks i'm very yeah i burn hot my energy is exhausting sometimes but it also means that i've gotten so much done i mean you know my friend mark used to joke about it he's like you know when you talk about your life i'm always like oh yeah and then you know you're gonna come out with some other wild story because i've just been i don't know always running i've been running since i was little there should be a number seven to that and it should be aries 
great at making projects and doing drugs with. <laughs> yes. That should be number seven. Aries, fun as hell. Fun as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get high and get creative. Speaking of hell, yeah. pretty good place if you, uh, <laughs> you want to come along. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was so fun to like find you and realize that not only do we have the same initials, mm-hmm. but we bookend a birthday week. We're both Aries. We, when we go walking and taking Molly together, I feel more comfortable if I'm on your left and you're on my right and I'm a lefty and you're a righty. Yep. Yeah, totally. It's a lot of cool stuff. So I'm fucking glad to have found you, my fellow oh, Aries. Oh, so we make a bigger flame. Yeah. That's when Aries get together, the flame gets bigger. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Or maybe just hotter. Hotter. Maybe we're white hot together. Uh, bigger is cool too. Bigger, hotter. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. Damn. Let's burn it all down. Mm. I mean, when we all get out of this time that we're in and the, the new world is, you know, sort of emerging, I think that there's going to be a lot of need for a lot of energy and generosity and other, you know, traits that hopefully you and I can bring to bear on, on new things that need all of our fire. Yeah, you know? I'm excited to burn it all down and build it back up. Yeah. Fuck yes. Are you going to do a birthday wish tonight? I am going to do a birthday wish. If I have a candle to blow on, I will definitely do a birthday wish. Okay, well, let's go take like a, a lick the finger, dip it in some molly, okay. amount of molly, okay. and go make some fucking lobster rolls. Hell yes. Is that cool? That is fucking cool. Play some music. Let's play some fucking music. Based some meat. Oh, you know what I want to listen to? What? Kid Cudi. Yes. Yes. Fuck yeah. Fucking. That's it. All right. Okay. Now everybody knows what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, DM us at Weed and Grub on IG. Email us at wg at weedandgrub.com if you have any stories for us to share or pictures to show us of what you're up to, your staff oh, during this time. Yes. And um, hit Mary Jane up on her Instagram at this is Mary Jane underscore. She has been reading people's explore pages for them. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share what your sign is and if it tracks and if it is who you are, and then send her your Instagram explore page, a screenshot of it, she is sharing them and kind of reading them the way that somebody would read their star chart. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thanks. Yeah, I've had a great time doing it. There were a few people who reached out and were like, what's my IG explore or essay? And I read it for them and they were like, Holy fuck. <laughs> like you got it. Yeah. So yeah, send it on over at this is this is Mary Jane underscore. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy fucking birthday, Mary Jane. Thanks, Mike. Happy fucking Aries season. Happy Aries season. Everyone, I hope you're safe and happy and cozy. Ooh. Lobster rolls. <laughs> <laughs>